Tank Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. And this week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. And we've got a lot of interesting things to talk about, including one developer who got tossed out on their ears or collective ears by Apple. We'll explain what happened. We'll also hear a little bit later from Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy for Macworld. And I'll ask him whether he paid for his Apple Music subscription, whether he's going to continue it. And I'll tell you what my answer is very shortly. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. (laughs) Brian Chaffin is here front and center right now. And let's talk about the developer who got thrown out. This is a friend of the show, by the way. It's ifixit.com. And the fellow who comes on the show from them is Kyle Weems. So what kind of trouble did they get themselves into? Well, they got a developer pre-release Apple TV unit, and they did what they do. They tore it apart, made a video, posted it to the internet. Now, I understand here, when you sign an agreement as an Apple developer, it basically says, shut up. Don't say anything about the product or service you're testing. But, of course, you can certainly reveal anything that's been made public. So they tore it down, and they published the results of the teardown. Therein lies the problem. Yeah, and it's you know it's unclear if Apple is tense about it being published uh, or about the mere fact that a developer unit was used for you know commercial purposes. Because this is how iFixit makes its money is uh, by fixing things. And part of how they draw people to their service was is with these great videos where they do uh, teardowns that show you exactly how a device is made or, you know, what its components are, et cetera. So it's it's unclear what Apple is specifically tense about. My guess is the notion that a developer account was used in this uh, this commercial way here. Well, this I don't understand because there is really no value in tearing this down until you can buy it. Even then, remember, we're talking about here something, a pre-production unit. That's being sent out to developers. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of value here to iFixit. Well, it's a value to iFixit in terms of having a jump on everyone else. Yes. But as a practical matter, people are interested in this product when it's finally released. It goes on sale. But then we know, obviously, that people will spill the beans a little bit more than they should about the operating systems they're testing. But the hardware, you know, Apple has always been careful about that. I remember back in the 90s, I was a member of Apple's customer quality feedback program. And they knew I was a journalist. And finally, they cut me out of the program because of the possible conflict. And I understood that. But they made it very clear. Whatever I got, don't talk about it. All right? You know, if it's finally revealed, if there is public information, you can say something. Now, once they buy a product at retail iFixit.com can do anything they want. They can rip it apart, which they do. They can damage it, which they do. They can crush it if they want. They can bend it in their back pocket, whatever it requires. But when it's under test, hey, folks, you're not supposed to do that. I just don't see anything. I understand the commercial value. I think it was a foolish decision. It was not a good decision. It was a short-term decision, in my at all humble opinion. The, the other thing here that, that to me, the, the, the principal issue is this. 
Apple made these pre-production units available to developers so that some developers could start making apps for the device. With that in mind, one a unit that was procured through that kind of program and used for another purpose, that's this kind of a the misrepresentation. You know, like the and and there's there is a developer out there who could have had this to make an app or try to make an app at the very least. So I don't know that that, that principal issue is kind of important to me too. It, there's no secret that most tech journalists covering Apple, especially the you know the the you know in the Mac web, it's no secret that that a lot of us have a developer count of some sort or another. And Apple has loosened up a lot of the rules. Like it used to be that you couldn't even talk about what Apple had talked about, which is ridiculous. And Apple has loosened some of that stuff up. As you said earlier, anything that's revealed by Apple can, in fact, be talked about by developers as bloggers or as journalists uh, can, can write about it. But, you know, again, this, was, um, this is just a different situation. And I think that iFixit made a terrible mistake here. Also, I don't really think when I read the comments made that they really were properly contrite about their mistake. Uh, I didn't read those comments, but, uh, you know, everybody, I, I, I'm not going to, well, I, I didn't read those comments. I'll just leave it at that. And again, I haven't talked to Kyle directly. And I'll ask him about it because I think it's something that he should have reconsidered. It may have been a calculated risk on their part. They felt, you know, what do we have to lose? Let's look at what we have to lose. We get tossed out of the program, but there is a public beta for the operating system. So basically those who want to test iOS and those who want to test El Capitan, they're getting the updates within a day or two of developers. So there's no loss there. They did have an app at the App Store. And so they can't post that anymore at the App Store. They can make it available separately for a Mac. They can't do anything with regard to your iPhone or your iPad. So maybe they felt we're going to lose that anyway. Or maybe they felt the publicity that's drawn to them gets them more traffic. I am not going to make a guess. You know, I, I, I will make a guess, and it's just that it's a guess. I like the folks at my iFix. I love their videos. I think they're fantastic. And they certainly offer a good service, a uh, good repair service. I like them too. As I said, I always have Kyle on the show. He comes on every time there's something really big, major thing to report from Apple. But my guess is that, oh my goodness, we got one of these. Let's make a teardown video because that's what we do. It'll be, it'll be really cool. Done. And that it wasn't much more, you know, that it wasn't much more than that. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't spoke to them about this, uh, but you know, that I, I don't, I don't really think there was anything nefarious here. I just think that the little, little poor judgment was exercised and, and there you go. But now let's turn that on its, on its other side. Let's look at, at Apple sending a pre-production unit to a company whose stock and trade is tearing these things down and posting videos of it. That was a little poor judgment on Apple's part. Now, the belief is, the understanding is that these pre-production units were done by lottery. And there's certainly a little bit of fairness. There's a lot of fairness to be said about a lottery. But Apple could also have exercised some editorial judgment on its end and looked at the recipients of the lottery and said, aha, let's not send one to the folks who uh, stock and trade is tearing these things down and posting videos of it. You'd think. You'd think, yeah. Apple bears a little bit of culpability here. Apple should have vetted 
the the folks that were chosen by lottery and i think it would have been well well within apple's rights to do so and in this case it would have you know everybody would have been the happier i think that ifixit serves a very valuable uh, role within the community of of apple customers by you know catering to those folks who are drawn to the diy side the do it yourself side of things and certainly, all of the videos are extremely educational. It's you know, and I, I don't think it behooves Apple to to. It doesn't really behoove Apple to to pull iFixit's developer uh, license, at least not forever. Um, and and I, I'm guessing that at some point this will be water under the bridge. Now, if we were going to have saner heads prevailed, saner heads prevailing here, what iFixit could have done would be to shoot their video do all the work they had to do and not disclose it until the day the thing went on sale. Then they would be street legal. There'd be no argument about it. They'd do what they had to do. But being four to six weeks ahead, it was a mess. Yeah, I, you know, I'll go you one step better, Gene. Let's do our break and find out what the one step beyond is. One step beyond. That was a TV show, a psychic TV show, you know, weird, strange things happening. One Step Beyond from Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids. R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com paranormaldate.com and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. 
Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Leave it alone. It'll come back around. Does that sound familiar? Most financial professionals are telling their clients that very thing. Don't panic. The stock market goes up. The stock market goes down. The real question you should be asking your financial professional is, do I have an exit strategy so I don't see a repeat of 2008? Look, friends, right now there are rumors circulating by many economists and self-proclaimed financial gurus that something significant could happen in September. I feel it's incumbent to warn you and help you at the same time. My friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute have a free report on how you can have an exit strategy. It's called How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your Savings, Retirement, 401ks, IRAs, and Income. Don't hesitate. Don't wait for another 2008. Call right now, 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929 for that free report, How to Survive an Upcoming Economic Collapse. This is Sharon Hunt. Before using heart and body extract, my energy level was very, very low. I could only walk a few feet and then would have to sit down. I was tired and lethargic. But after taking heart and body extract, my energy level has improved greatly, and I can now walk longer distances without getting tired so fast. Thank you, heart and body extract. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We go one step beyond into another universe from Brian Schaff of the Mac Observer. But first, I want you to visit plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com to learn more about Tech Night Owl Plus. I told you about that special show coming any day now called the Tech Night Owl Minute. Otherwise, you'll get the ad-free version of this show if you subscribe. We have monthly subscriptions. We have annual subscriptions. We have five-year subscriptions. And now we have a lifetime subscription for the rest of your life or the rest of my life or something like that. Plus.technightowl.com. Brian, one step beyond. What do you have to say? One step further. This was a pre-production unit. It shouldn't have been torn down and published under any circumstances. So the most responsible thing for a company like iFixit, who was lucky enough to to win the lottery and get one of these pre-production units, would have been to shoot the video and then wait for the device to to ship. Look at a shipping device and make sure they're exactly the same and then publish and, you know, have been an hour or two ahead. That would have been the most responsible thing to do. I agree. There's always possibilities here that this may be something that was built weeks ago and the actual shipping units may have some variations we don't yeah, know they could. i kind of think they don't because I, I believe that 
the Apple TV has been ready to go for a while and has been waiting for content deals, though, some of the stuff that was announced during the uh, September uh, uh, media event. But you never know, just like you just said, you never know would have been the most responsible thing for iFix to wait. That said, I, I really think that this isn't good. This is going to end up being, you know, sort of slap on the wrist thing. And at some point, the two companies will kiss and make up and everything will be fine. At least I, I certainly hope that's the case. I hope that Kyle is right now composing a personal letter of sorrow for everything <laughs> he did wrong to Tim Cook, begging to be taken back, saying, look, you know what? I had a substance abuse problem or something. <laughs> And I'm being treated for post-traumatic stress disorder or I'm schizophrenic and it was the other person, my other identity, because I have multiple personality disorder. My other identity did this. I didn't do it. It was somebody else. And I'm taking treatment now. I'm taking lithium. And the doctors say I don't have to be put away very long. All right, that is uh, that's creative, Kyle. If you're listening, that's the idea. The thing is, at that point, Apple may send the guys in the white coats. You know, that's true. That's It'd true. be like and that crazy rap song from there was a rap song from the 1960s called "They're Coming to Take Me Away." Ha ha. Yes, that was a rap song, wasn't it? Uh, was it called a rap song at that time? Well, yeah, but it was like a rap song, and that the guy wasn't singing. Yes. Speaking of raps. What kind of rap will Amazon get now? Because apparently they're not going to carry Google's streamer or Apple TV. What's going on there? Well, so Bloomberg reported that Amazon uh, ordered its uh, its internal sellers, whatever that designation means, but basically the people in charge of, of stocking store shelves and putting things on the web, that sort of thing. Uh, ordered them to remove Google Chromecast and Apple TV devices uh, from the store, store shelves. Don't stock anything new, and any existing inventory will be removed come October 29th, I think was the date. And the th- reason being given that those devices don't support Prime Video, which is an element of Amazon Prime, as it's a streaming TV service offered by Amazon, including some original content produced by Amazon, and uh, they said uh, that uh, you know Prime Video is super important to us, and these devices don't support it, so we're going to avoid customer confusion and, and pull them. Amazon is usually agnostic about the products they carry, and that's pushing it a little bit too far. Besides which, I suppose they could go to Apple and say, let's make a deal. They could go to Apple and say, tell you what, we'd like to see Amazon Instant Video there. Maybe we can cut some kind of deal. Prime Video is not available on Apple TV, but we don't know why. We don't know if it's Apple saying, mm, I don't think so, or if it's Apple saying, or Amazon saying, mm, I don't think so. We, we don't know which it is. Now, the reality is that once apps are allowed by developers, to wit, the previous segment, that Amazon should be able to release its own app for Apple TV and, and be done with it. Uh, I don't know what's keeping Amazon Prime Video off of Google Chromecast either, but the you know the reality is is that Amazon isn't is entitled to do this. This isn't, for instance, comparable to the shenanigans the company was pulling with books, in that Amazon doesn't have monopoly power in electronics and it doesn't have uh, monopoly power in uh, you know selling streaming TV devices and it and it doesn't. I mean you know Apple in particular, Apple actually both companies have 
all manner of other retail outlets to sell their devices. So Amazon is well within its rights to do this. I just, I think it, I, <laughs> what I think is that Amazon has delusions that it's a platform, just like Facebook, just like all these other companies. They all think that they're a platform and they're not. Amazon is not a platform. It's a, it's a, it's a they're a retailer. Well, this is the thing that we should point out here. Yes, they have the right. They don't have to carry anything. Nobody forces them to carry a product. We see them, I guess, carrying Roku because Roku supports yeah. Amazon Instant TV. And I can't see why they don't have it on Google. And certainly Apple has been fairly agnostic about having competitors' products on their platform. They allow Google products. In fact, if you have a Chromecast, you might be casting it from an iPhone or an iPad. So it is darn peculiar. But then, you know, Amazon is Amazon. And maybe that's a way to force these people to carry Amazon Instant Video, saying, you're going to lose all this business. Why don't you make a deal with us? Yeah, it's, I mean, it really, it's, it, to me, it comes down to one of two reasons that Amazon has done this. One is to force Google and Amazon to let Prime Video onto their platforms, um, assuming that they're the they're ones that have uh, have been the roadblock heretofore. The other is that Amazon thinks that by sacrificing products that are more popular than its own Fire TV, and Roku, by the way, is the most popular set-top box, so... So, you know, the number one device is still going to be there. But Amazon may think that by sacrificing these two competitive products that don't support its streaming video service, that it's going to boost sales of, um, uh, that it's going to boost uh, uh, subscriptions for to Amazon Prime and possibly boost sales of Fire TV, which is its streaming set-top device. I kind of that's why I think that I think that they're a little bit delusional here. Um, I think that removing two popular products like Chromecast and Apple TV is just going to make Amazon a little bit less of a destination shopping place. And Amazon is doing so many things to make them more of a destination. Like in some cities now, your Prime subscription gets you what delivery in two hours or something. That yeah. sounds like fun. You can get groceries from Amazon in some places. You know, a lot of fascinating things there. And I can tell you something in a moment where I would love to have had that. We've got Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. A lot more to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Healthy, organic, fresh fish, robust, mouth-watering vegetables, all from your home. It's called aquaponics. This brilliant, self-sustaining protein and veggie system is perfect for year-round growing. Know exactly where your food is coming from. Aquaponicsource.com is the one-stop shop for all your needs. Fish, fish food, plumbing, full systems, classes, and more. Learn to build your own system. Go to aquaponicsource.com for a free guide to aquaponics. That's aquaponicsource.com.
Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas. Is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention, Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. Hi, this is Walt Augustinowitz. I'm the founder and CEO of ID Stronghold. By now you've heard our commercials about wallets that protect you from electronic pickpocketing. Ten years ago, I created a way to protect my own cards from prying eyes after government officials started talking about issuing a national ID card with a built-in radio chip called RFID. I felt having to broadcast my personal information was an invasion of privacy. Soon after, it was also announced that credit cards, debit cards, U.S. passports, hotel room keys, and even transit passes would all soon incorporate RFID. It was then I formed ID Stronghold to share my inventions in blocking RFID signals with the world. There are a lot of misconceptions out there today about RFID. I encourage everyone to get informed and get protected. Please go to idstronghold.com and get the facts and the wallet, sleeves, or badge holders you need to protect your personal financial data. You'll be pleasantly surprised that through our direct sales model, you won't pay more than other comparable unprotected wallets. It is as though the protection is free. Visit idstronghold.com today. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So here on the Tech Night Owl Live, we have Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer, and we're talking about the 
decision by Amazon not to carry Google Chromecast or Apple TV once inventories are depleted, I guess because they are pushing Prime subscriptions at $99 a year and Amazon Instant Video isn't available to Chromecast users or to Apple TV users, that can change. Now, it's interesting, though, what Amazon is doing. I'm not talking about sending an Amazon drone to your front porch, you know, with your merchandise. I mean, they got two-hour delivery in some cities. They have grocery delivery. And for reasons I won't mention here, I was put in a position where I didn't have a car available to me. So I thought, you know, it would have been nice if somebody could deliver to my home. Wouldn't that be nice? I can call up the local supermarket or Amazon say, you know, I I need some TV dinners or something or maybe some paper towels. Have it here in a couple of hours. Now, Walmart in this area has a, a deal where if you place your order online and it's of you know minor use, you can go up to the store and somebody will bring it to your car and you just pay for it. So you get, you know, direct delivery. And I could see the advantage if you don't want to have to go into the store and some of these Walmart superstores are really huge. And I was thinking of that because my wife recently had knee surgery, so she wouldn't want to walk around with a shopping cart trying to get all the stuff she needed, but this way it's helpful. But imagine it being brought to your home. You don't have to leave your house. Hmm. Oh, well. Do you think it's going to work itself out, Brian? With Amazon and and Fire TV and sure, sure. Google Chromecast? Um I, you know, I don't know. It, it, it really comes down to those to those two two things. Is Amazon doing this as a negotiating tactic, which it's done before? It did in the book uh, business, um, and the book business was one of those places where I argued that that Amazon's monopoly power as a bookseller uh, really means that it needs to play by different rules. That's not the case here. I think that Amazon is free to do whatever it wants in this case. If it's a negotiating tactic, eh, it'll probably work. If Amazon thinks that it can boost sales of Fire TV, and you know, and and maybe Prime subscriptions, it might work. I've got my doubts. Bloomberg said that twenty percent of Amazon's customers are Prime subscribers. I don't know. Um, you know, is this going to push those numbers? I I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to see the wisdom of this. It's hard to see the wisdom of a of a retailing giant pulling popular products off of its shelves in order to 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 boost its own services especially when when customers haven't already I mean I, I guess, what am I trying to say if Chromecast and Apple TV didn't sell well this would make all the sense in the world but they did sell well they're pulling products that sold well off the shelves to to boost their own services that to me seems like a, a poor decision so you think eventually it will be reversed and you'll find Amazon Instant Video on Chromecast and Apple TV? Um, well, it depends on who's stopping that from happening now. If Amazon is the one who doesn't want that to happen, then no, this, this, this move will not result in, in Prime Video being on either device. If it's Amazon, if it's Apple and Google saying no, yeah, this, it could work. It could get it could get Prime Video on both devices, and and quite frankly, I think Prime Video should be on both devices. I think it behooves Apple to have Prime Video be on Apple TV. I don't think it hurts anything. Supposedly, they make most of the profit from the hardware, and now the hardware costs more money. I'm still wondering with Apple TV about the decision of Apple not to have 4K, but 
I kind of think here, based on the conversations I've had, that it may be in theory possible to update the firmware to provide 4K support and a later revision of HDMI, or am I wrong? You know, I, I've been very, I, I don't have the technical expertise there to, to know for sure. Uh, if Apple can do that through firmware, then then there's no problem here. I am otherwise exactly in your camp. I think it was a, a strange decision on Apple's part not to support 4K at this point. Especially seeing the competition is supporting it. The next Roku is mm-hmm. going to have 4K support too. Mm-hmm. And people that are interested in 4K are going to be seeking out these devices. And the people that are interested in 4K are tend to be more affluent shoppers. It, it is mystifying to me why Apple wouldn't have have uh, done that. I'm sure the company had a reason. I don't know what that reason is. Now, one of the reasons could be that the enhanced color or HDR support is still in kind of a curious stage of no single standard for 4K. And the enhanced color may be the most visible effect because unless you have a really large screen TV or sitting at the proper distance from the set watching it, the difference between 1080p and 4K can't be seen. It's not visible. But you can certainly see the improved color gamut, the HDR color. And so maybe that's part of it right there. Remember, when Apple first added LTE to the iPhone, they were late by a year or so compared to the competitors because they felt the chips weren't ready. So maybe Apple is waiting for these standards to settle down And then if it's possible to do it with existing hardware with a firmware update, they'll do it. But that might be a reason. I'm just making it up. I don't know. It it, it could very well be. Uh, I like that reasoning. We don't know the answer because Apple hasn't said. It it just seems seems like a strange decision. I'm sure Apple had a reason for it. And I suppose it's always possible we'll see something about that a month from now when the thing comes out. I don't know. Or next year. Something. I mean, I read one rumor somewhere that it was done for marketing reasons and that would be added later, but that doesn't make sense to me either, nor does not future-proofing this product. Asking people to pay more money for something new and not having the capability that is so important. Not that Apple doesn't have 4K today. We understand that, but eventually they will. And why not have it future-proof? We understand the original Apple TV or the third generation, the $69 version, but I don't know. Let's move on to some other stuff. OS X El Capitan arrived this week as scheduled on the 30th of September. You could download a copy just like that. Anyone free of charge. Had, free of charge for the same Macs that supported Yosemite and, and Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah. Which is impressive. It is very impressive. And it doesn't mean, of course, that every feature will work on the older hardware. It doesn't. Like Metal, which is this enhanced graphic support. I think you need a Mac that's, what, two or three years old to get that support? Yeah, that that is definitely hardware dependent. And you've got to have the hardware to make Metal work. And understand, too, here, you know, with Apple... You can't suggest they not have a feature because older hardware doesn't support it. They've got to look to the future. They're still offering an operating system that, for everyone, gives them the promise of better performance and stability, free of charge, for the same Macs from 2007, 2008, and 2009 that supported the previous OS. I mean, how often does that come? 
Well, certainly no competitor uh, can tout that. And I mean, I, I installed it uh, on a 2008 Mac Pro. Um, and, you know, installation was mostly flawless. Actually, it was flawless. And, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's been running fine. I'm still digging into it. Uh, it, it, it if, if, if anything, my, my system feels a lot snappier rather than bogged down with a brand new operating system. Uh, that could just be because it's, you know, the installation process could have, uh, could have cleaned out some cruft or more specifically that Yosemite um, had some cruft that uh, uh, El Capitan ignores. Uh, either way, it's um, it's 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 been a delightful experience so far, and I, I I I'm with you. It's remarkable that Apple can do this. We'll talk more about OS 10 El Capitan. That's version 10.11, and I wonder here for those who are superstitious if there will be a 10.13 in two years. Inquiring minds want to know. Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer is not going to answer that question because it's absurd. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. 
That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Hi, I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies? That's why we support the March of Dimes in the fight against premature birth. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment programs, and outreach to help moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Learn how you can help save babies' lives at marchofdimes.org. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So I'm wondering about OS 10.13, which would be called Freakout, or something like that if you're superstitious. We have Brian Schaffner of the Mac Observer. You have a 2008 Mac Pro and you see a real improvement in performance. Things are snappier. The promise of apps launching faster. The promise of files, PDF files in preview opening faster. You're seeing that? So Skype is, a, is an application I use frequently. I use it to record podcasts. I do it for um, uh, some radio interviews. I use it for uh, a lot of uh, voice meetings and sometimes even video meetings. It's also an app that I haven't updated in forever because I don't like some of the interface changes that Microsoft has made to Skype, especially in recent versions. So I'm actually running, what am I running? I'm going to tell you here. I'm running version 615, which is at least a year old. It's probably more like a year and a half old, maybe even two years old. And, uh, and I just always you know, skip the update announcements when they come up. I am running version 7.13, the El Capitan Savvy version. And the copyright notice is curious. 2015 Skype and or Microsoft. Why not Skype and Microsoft? Weird. Mm, because some of them are going to be owned by, some of the rights are probably owned by the Skype Corporation. And some of the copyrights are going to be owned by the Microsoft. That's probably just a, just a legacy uh, purchase issue. My, mine says uh, copyright 2014 says the same thing, Skype and or Microsoft. All right. So whatever that's worth. Uh, anyway, nonetheless, not only does this old version work, but the old version works and launches much faster than uh, it did under Yosemite. So You're using a fixed hard drive here. You're not using solid state drives, a standard mechanical hard drive. That is correct. All right. And yet it is still faster. 
So Apple's promise is correct. Yeah, so far, everything that I've seen is is definitely correct. Startup is faster. Uh, app launches are faster. Um, finder operations are faster. The Finder was actually pretty a pretty slow performer for me under Yosemite. And uh, so far, what I found under Al Capitan is that it's uh, it's a lot faster. I'm pretty pleased. So it appears here that Apple went through the entire OS over the past year or whatever it was, and they cleaned out what had to be cleaned out. And I'm assuming here, although some people think that when you install over another operating system, there's cruft left. And maybe that's true with preference files or cache files. But I'm assuming what Apple does when they do these installers is they get rid of every single file that is not current and not needed. And it goes by the wayside. And the only files on there are those that are part of the installer. Am I wrong? Yeah, you're wrong. So the installer is not going to be deleting anything. What will happen, though, is that uh, our, our understanding at this point is that El Capitan is ignoring files that it doesn't need so it's not being loaded but they're still sitting on your hard drive so when you do an over-the-top installation uh when you do an over-the-top installation you're going to still be leaving a lot of stuff around still going to be sitting on your drive but does it perform any different as a result uh, no, it, it, because the the extra stuff, the cruft is being ignored. Or at least at least most of it is being ignored. Uh, we ran a piece this week on on a Friday. We ran a piece from Jar Martellaro, another guest that you have on the show, uh, detailing how to do a clean install. And so, for those who actually want to leave the cruft behind, we have instructions for doing it. Um, it's not simple. And the reality is most of us don't need to worry about it. Even if you have cruft lying around, it's the over-the-top installation from Apple works well. Now, what we're talking about here is that the normal process would involve backing up your data, restoring your hard drive in the sense of wiping it out, do a fresh installation of your operating system, and then restore everything. That when you do a restore, it'd be a time machine restore, not just like a clone restore, because that, I think, more or less ensures that only the things needed are copied over. It's going to reduce the possibility of cruft. Is that correct? Well, no. If you restore from time machine, time machine is going to be like grabbing all the stuff that you're trying to leave behind. Um, I so probably- you therefore have to reinstall everything is what you're saying. You have to reinstall all your stuff from scratch. Uh, uh, so I'm, 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 I'm hedging a little bit here because there, there are so many different levels of answer to that. If you want to do a clean install correctly, you will start with a brand new installation and you will reinstall all your apps. You will, uh, sign into iCloud and let iCloud recreate your, your keychain, your calendar, your mail, um, your photos, uh, in iPhoto, that sort of stuff. And you and, 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 and re-download any apps from the Mac App Store that you that you need to re-download, or if you have something like uh, uh, you know Adobe suite of products, reinstall those from their cloud installers, or if you're using old ones, reinstall them from CDs or DVDs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's to do it properly. Now you can sort of mix and match. You can you can re- restore from. Uh, the uh, time machine backup, as you said, but that's just going to be bringing a lot of the stuff that you're trying to leave behind. 
So it really just kind of depends on what you, my personal take is this. If you're going to restore from time machine, you might as well just do an over the top installation because over the top installations, like I said, they work pretty well. This particular computer shipped with Yosemite. So it's only one operating system added over that. So I guess it's not a big problem then. And also, I gather here that Apple needs to support, what, 50 or 60 million Macs are going to upgrade to El Capitan. So the installer has to be set up in such a way that just about everybody who gets this update will get good performance. They won't suffer from the effects of the cruft. Yeah, yeah. The, the, only, the only real problem the cruft is going to bring you is the fact that it's sitting on your hard drive. It's just a storage issue. It's not, it's not going to be a performance issue. El Capitan's going to ignore the stuff that it doesn't use. Wouldn't it be interesting, though, to have some kind of installation or third-party utility that becomes the cruft remover, but would have to know exactly what to get rid of? Well, you know, there, there are tons of apps out there that will do that. Uh, spring cleaning is uh, one that's been around for a long time. It's one that I can just rattle off and, and say um, – that it's uh, it's that it's a solid app and you can trust it, um, but it's, but there are apps that, that 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 you know that will find unused you know language files and unused fonts and unused preferences and and uh, libraries that aren't that aren't referenced by anything in the operating system etc. There there is software that that's out there that will do that. And you think Apple could do that too? But uh, they don't. Yeah, they but they don't. All right. That's, of course, the Cruft. The Cruft. Right. I knew him well. <laughs> Myron Cruft, he was kind of a weird character. You know, right now, there's probably someone out there named Myron Cruft who's going to sue me for... It was a different Myron Cruft. Defaming. It's a different one. It's the one who was sitting it's next the other, to me. It's the other one. Right. It's the guy sitting next to me in the third grade. So on one side, there was Karen, who I, I had a crush on, the third grade Karen. Sure. And so she was sitting on one side, and the other side was Myron Cruft. Do I make any sense, folks? Sometimes. Right, but not now, because I have no idea what I just said. But seriously speaking, all, or as they said on a TV show a long time ago, the host would say, all seriousness aside, folks, Brian, have you had any problems, whatever, in running El Capitan, or has it been seamless? Did you run the betas, even? I, I did not run the betas because my uh, the, my the, the two Macs in my life right now are both production uh, machines, uh, so I wasn't running the beta. I just didn't have to have the time for it. I'm actually willing to risk my production machines on betas, but I didn't have the time at this particular point in my life. So no, I did not run the betas. Uh, I have not yet had any problems on the uh, device that I've installed it on. I'm going to install it on the other machine as quickly as I can, hopefully um, uh, sometime later this weekend. So it's um, uh, so far, so far, so good. I'm, I'm happy with it. And I haven't really seen any major complaints out there yet. Now, this has been confirmed. We don't have to say anything more. Both developers and public beta testers have an 11.11.1 update. And that's the first maintenance update. But as far as I can see, there's not much of any information about it. So we assume it's just kind of a cleanup. If you need a cleanup, we'll know what the fixes are soon because I assume 
that within two to four weeks, we'll see that update. Right now, we have Brian Chaffin, and we're talking about OS X El Capitan. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. Have you ever wondered why farmers can keep their livestock lean and healthy just by feeding them minerals in a nutrient-dense diet? Before market, they cut off their minerals, leaving them to crave high-calorie grains to fatten them up. So if weight control is this easy, why does the medical system prescribe invasive surgical gastric bypass for humans? The truth be told, according to research, you can avoid over 900 different diseases just by getting 90 essential nutrients daily. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com and order your Healthy Start Pack and get your 90 for life. Or dial 855-301-TEAM. I said essential, not optional, and every day. Easy. 90 for life on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com or call 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. That's 855-301-TEAM. Check us out on the web at sonsoflibertyteam.com at sonsoflibertyteam.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Here we are, trying to put things together. The most visible change you see with El Capitan, if you even notice it, is a new system font. But you got to look twice sometimes. Yeah, I hadn't even noticed that yet. Okay, that, of course, is switching from a Helvetica variant, which is a conventional typeface that dates back to the 1950s, to San Francisco, developed very recently for Apple Watch and added to iOS 9. And it means in the smaller sizes, it does seem to me that maybe things are a little bit easier to read. Maybe. Yeah. Apple takes its font seriously. Oh, yeah. This is unlike a lot of the other companies. I mean, the fonts on Windows 10 are just plain awful. Uh, yeah, Windows, uh, Microsoft has never really taken its fonts all that seriously. I haven't spent any time on Windows 10, though. You haven't? Well, I have a oh. piece on it this week where I point out that according to one of the companies that does migration metrics, Windows 10... Migration rates slowed considerably 
in September. Mm. It surprised me. The first month, it was a lot. I think Microsoft said in the first month, 75 million downloaded it. But it was a free download, and you could reserve that download before the thing came out. If you were one of these Windows Insider public beta testers, you get the upgrade immediately. Otherwise, what they did is they really pulled a stunt, Microsoft. They would feed the update to you in the background, not even considering if you were ready, you had enough space in your drive, they'd push it to you. And then when you were ready to install it, it would either put up a message or you'd do it. But that's how it works. But anyway, the migration rate is slowed. I just don't think if there's anything compelling there that I'm going to go out and buy a new PC because I got to have Windows 10 because it's free, like I said. Well, what were you uh, using before? What am I using Windows 10 for? I'm always using... No, no. The, what, which version of Windows were you using before? I was using Windows 8.1 because I wanted to test it. I was hmm. using it like one hour a month because it was so bad. But I had to test my sites, of course, on a browser sure. under Windows. So I had to test them. And therefore, I ran it. I ran Windows 10 to see what changed and what improved. And I had to run it for a while because there's an app that we use for production called the Levelator. And what it does is it sets the levels and normalizes your audio files. So the volume levels are more consistent. It's a pre-production thing we use for our radio shows. And it worked just beautifully until El Capitan, where it stopped working. Mm. So what I had to do for a while, because there's a Windows version, was to run it from the Windows virtual machine. It's also the problem being that the developers of the Levelator stopped developing the product in 2012. They might do something now. However, our friends at Tidbits and Adam Inks, they posted a fix, a manual fix. It takes about three minutes plus a restart to fix the Levelator and make it work under El Capitan. Well, uh-huh. there you go. So I don't have to use the Windows virtual machine except to test Windows and the Windows Edge browser. So you don't care about that, so we won't mention it. So there we go with OS 10 of Capitan. Now let's look at iOS 9. And this kind of surprised me. On the 16th of September, iOS 9 comes out. The next week, there's one update to fix something called a slide-to-upgrade bug, where you had to slide your home screen to update, and it would freeze on some installations. You had to restore the device. They fixed that in the first week. A few other things. A week later, there's a 9.0.2 with more fixes. Now, is that good or bad that they had to come out with two fixes a week apart? You know what? I tell you, it's not good that that Apple needed it. It is good that Apple could do it if if it was needed. Right? Sure. Why not? I think I think that logic is 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 pretty in, in, uh, the pretty sound. Apple makes updating so easy. I don't mind frequent updates, and I would much rather have to update twice then have some kind of problem sitting around for a week waiting for another update, waiting for something else to be fixed. This is especially true when it comes to, um, uh, when it comes to um, security bugs. I, I, you know, I, I'm, I do not like it when Apple leaves a security problem that's been exposed and leaves it out there you know, for a week or two on patch. So I don't know. I, it, I, 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 don't, I, don't, mind the, I don't mind the frequent updates. So there is a big security update there, too. But it's very interesting. There is a 9.1 under construction, and 
There are a few minor things being talked about, but I think the biggest thing there would possibly be support for the iPad Pro. So let me ask you about iPad Pro, okay? Okay. And that is, would you buy one? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, which, what, uh, do you want the, the, like the medium answer or the short answer or the long answer? Well, we have a segment and a half. Uh, how about a medium right, answer? let's give the okay? medium a answer. A medium answer is not the one with the fortune-telling cards. All right, here's my medium answer. No. <laughs> but I'll back it up. Um, I'm very interested in the iPad Pro. I would love to have an iPad Pro to 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 play with. There are things that I would enjoy doing on an iPad Pro. However, I am very very comfortable carrying my iPad Air with me just about everywhere. I probably use my iPad Air more than I use my iPhone. Um, though I though I do certainly use my iPhone. And I've been using my new iPhone success um, more uh, uh, more than ever, but I don't want to carry something as large as the iPad Pro around with me all the time. For that reason, I wouldn't buy one if I was a civilian, so to speak. Right. I mean, my job is to cover Apple. This is how I make my living. Okay. Now, all right. So you really wouldn't consider other than maybe testing it if Apple sent you one running an iPad Pro. Now, let me give you my use case. Here's my use case. In my case, I have an iPad not 10 feet from me. I rarely touch it unless my wife comes over and says, why is it doing this? Would you fix it? That's my use case. There is none. I was waiting for a response. Oh, sorry. I thought you were waiting for the dog. Um, I, uh, so, yeah, I, um, well, I, I don't know how to respond to that, Gene. We, I'm not, I'm not the candidate for the iPad right now. Yeah, you're, you're not the candidate for that. Okay. All right. Well, then th- that actually is, is an excellent point. The iPad Pro is being aimed at a subset of users. This isn't supposed to be the device that replaces the iPad Air. The iPad Pro is for creating content. It's for creating art. It's for doing CAD design. It's for uh, doing, um, uh, uh, goodness, uh, design work. It's for um, audio editing. It's for, it is, it is absolutely a pro device. And I don't think... Um, uh, I don't think it's aimed at at, uh, at you and me, and I, and that's that's okay. I mean, it, it's 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 this device that um, uh, has some specific case uses uh, that uh, uh, you know make making it almost uh, niche, and and that's but that's true with all of Apple's product lines. The the, the MacBook Pro is not Apple's biggest selling MacBook. The Mac Pro is certainly not Apple's biggest selling uh, uh, desktop device. Um, I think um, the people they're going to they're going to want and use this are going to be people who are using it to to create. Absolutely, no, absolutely. I think for creatives, especially with the Apple Pencil, mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. You know, for those using a Wacom tablet, you know, this is a complete computer. And it will have the performance of a desktop computer. I mean, there have been surveys now, benchmarks of the iPhone 6S. There's the equivalent of a MacBook Air of maybe two years ago. 
You yeah. got to think about that. And the current MacBook, it's almost identical to the current MacBook, the 12-inch version. Please don't forget to check out the new lifetime subscription program for Tech Night Out Plus. For more information, go to plus.technightowl.com. That's P-L-U-S dot technightowl.com. We've got a little bit more time to spend with our friend Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Ricky LeBlanc, admitted in Mass only. Sokolov Law, LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Ken Levin, responsible attorney in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Greg Hobby, New Jersey. The choice of lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been impacted by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-218-HELP. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of hardworking men and women, including many U.S. veterans and industrial workers, have been diagnosed with mesothelioma because manufacturers knew the dangers but put profits ahead of people. An estimated $30 billion in court-ordered trust has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be entitled to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-218-HELP. 
help. That's 1-800-218-HELP. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. One more segment with Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer. A bit later, we'll hear from Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy. And I'm going to ask him whether he kept up his Apple Music subscription after the 90-day trial was over. I did not. You want to ask me why, Brian? Why? Okay, because I looked at it and I played with it the first month. And I went back and I thought, okay, it's going to renew on the 30th. Should I renew this? And I realized I haven't touched it in two months. So why am I paying for something I'm not going to use? Yeah. And, you know, now I'm going to come back to the to the fact that, that we're, again, probably not Apple's target demographic. Um, I think that the streaming service in particular is being uh, aimed at the uh, a, 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 a young folks who don't look at owning music the way the way you and I do. I'm not saying you're not young. Okay, I'm saying that you're not young. I'm also saying that I'm not young. And I'm saying that, that, that music consumption has been, has been changing over the last several years. And streaming music is the future. But, and, and it's important for Apple to be, to be, playing, uh, to be playing in the space, to, to have a presence in the space. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really surprise me that you, haven't, that you haven't been using it. Well, I thought I would because I'm a big music lover. And my wife is a singer and everything. But, you know, I just noticed, and it surprised me because the For You section, where it's guessing my preferences, it was starting to get it right. Mm. I also noticed here that so far, as of this show being recorded, we don't know how many people are using Apple Music after the free trial is over. We don't know what the rate is. I assume Apple will be asked, and I assume if it's a good number, they will say something, except that Eddie Q, the guy in charge over there, was saying they're playing long ball there. And therefore, that leads me to believe that the early figures may not be as compelling as you might have believed. I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, it is, it's, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, I, I'm hoping that Apple does give us some numbers, and I'm hoping that they're, that they're competitive uh, I assume they will be. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of folks who really like Beats Radio, and or Beats One as it's called. Uh, a lot of folks really like the uh, the uh, the playlists that are offered. Now, I have to ask: Did you try the playlists? I did, but you know what it is is that so many things around here have been in flux. I just have had other priorities, so I listen to music, but I just play what's on the radio, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I listen to talk radio. So. 
you know, it doesn't get there on the radar. When my wife comes with me in the car, she says, play music. So we play music. She's busy listening to cable news at home. I won't say which station. It doesn't matter. But in the car, she wants to hear music. So I play music. If I want more, well, I have an adequate music library. I could just sync from my iPhone. And that's it. I mean, I could see if I had the time and things were different and I had $10 I want to spend that I couldn't spend on something else, I would do it. I don't know, though, that I want to rent music because I grew up from the time I was 10, 11 years old, I was buying music at a record store. You know, I get an extra dollar. I get a 45 record. And I have this $29 record player that my parents bought. And for a lot of years, until I think I was in my late teens, I continued to use that $29.95 record player. So there you go. But when CDs came out, I slowly converted from vinyl. I realized there are people who still like vinyl. I converted and never looked back. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm uh, I'm an own my music kind of person. Uh, I, uh, I didn't pirate when pirating music was all the thing, uh, all the rage. I bought CDs. I convert CDs to lossless formats. I won't buy digital music unless I can get it lossless. I don't want lower quality sound files. So, so I don't, for instance, I don't buy much of anything from, from uh, iTunes, despite the fact that I think it's the best place to buy music. And it's because I can't get a lossless file. Yes, but you know something here, they've done some double blind listening tests and very few people, if any, can hear the difference. Now, it may be subjective. You say, well, it's lossless. I'm getting the full file without the changes. But then, of course, think of the old days of vinyl. Okay? (laughs) Well, it's true. Most people cannot tell the difference. I I have a friend who actually thinks I'm lying when I tell tell him I can hear the difference between a um, uh, 128K MP3 file and something that's better and because he can't hear he can't hear that difference and and he thinks I'm lying and of course I'm, I'm not I do have good ears I don't have the best ears on the planet but I've got good ears and I can certainly tell the difference some of the time between a 256k file um and a and, and a lossless file would you but know that, the difference if you didn't know which was which and there was precise level matching to within a tenth of a decibel some of the time, yeah. I have, yeah. I have good ears. I'd say, just for the heck of it, because I'm a big advocate of double-blind listening tests for a long time, if there's a way for you to do it, and remember, it has to be level matching because the I've, levels I've done, may not be the same with the lossless file and the file that's compressed. Yeah, I've done A-B testing. You've done A-B I've testing? Done, I can tell the difference some of the time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not just making that up. I was. <laughs> okay. The ideal testing is ABX. What ABX is is that... But it's worth it. If you feel you can hear the difference, you are a rare breed, my friend. But there's another reason, though. There's another very important reason why I like losses files, and that's the future proof. Because we don't know what is coming in the future for when it comes to audio, when it comes to speakers, when it comes to speaker technology, when it comes to headphone technology. And we've got the headphones you can buy today are amazing. I've got I'm I'm because of my job, I am lucky enough that I, I get to to use two $400 sets of headphones for <laughs> different aspects of my life. I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard. And uh, um, 
I have I have great desktop speakers again because of my job. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what the iPhone is going to do in the future. We don't know what kind of desktop technologies are going to uh, be available. We don't know what kind of uh, digital audio converters are going to be available in the future. So, and we don't we don't know what kind of compression technologies will be available in the future. So in that case here, your logic is if you get the file in as close as possible to its original form, you're better off because it doesn't matter. Yes. All right. That's no, the I, biggest I, reason why I want lossless files. All right. I grant that. But in my case here, I buy very little digital music from Apple. Occasionally, I'll buy an album. But usually something where it's not going to be A-plus audio quality. It's going to be a pop album of some sort, so it doesn't matter. Otherwise, I'll buy the CD. But there you go. All right. Brian Chaffin, please tell our listeners where they can find more of the stuff that you do. You can find me at MacObserver.com. You can find me on the Apple Context Machine podcast. And you can find me on Twitter at TMOBrian. That's Brian with a Y. Okay. We've got Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, coming up. Brian Chaffin, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Alive. Yeah, man, thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad. But boy, was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Many are in disbelief today after word of shocking allegations against a Minnesota-based talk syndication company known as GCN. It's claimed that they're the fourth largest talk syndication company in the U.S., making it even more scandalous that they've been accused of helping business owners expose themselves on a massive scale. Let's go live to Tom for more on this story. It's being called the greatest exposure of our lifetime, while other business owners are beginning to step forward claiming they, too, exposed themselves with the help of GCN. It's true. They're all guilty. Every last one of them. GCN helped me get the exposure my company needed. And just think, that was years ago. Today, GCN has like 700 affiliate stations and over 6 million downloads from iTunes and their website every month. Imagine the exposure your company can get. Expose your business to the masses. Email advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. GCN. 
Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Nussbaum with the Anthem Foundation. Premature birth is the leading cause of death of babies and disabilities for children. That's why we support the March of Dimes to help mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment and outreach to help moms during their pregnancy, and give every baby a healthy start in life. Learn how you can help at marchofdimes.org. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We have our friend Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, speaking to us from his palatial estate in the UK. And I don't know if it's palatial, but it's a beautiful place. I was asking you the other day, in light of the problems Volkswagen is having, whether that impacted you. You have a car that's made by one of their subsidiaries, right? Yes, we have a Seat Ibiza. Um, Seat was the state-owned Spanish car maker for a very long time, and Volkswagen bought them, I think, sometime in the 80s or the 90s. Um, Volkswagen has two, I guess you'd call them low-price brands here. They have Seat and Skoda. Skoda, which used to be the Czech state car manufacturer, something like that. And they do this in order to have economies of scale with chassis and engines. So if you buy a Seat or a Skoda or a Lowen Volkswagen, you've got pretty much the same, the, 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 the under the body stuff is pretty much the same. Ours is a diesel engine, but it's not one of the ones that's affected. We have a 1.4 liter and apparently it's the engines that they've been cheating with are 1.6 to 2.0 liters. Um, now this isn't entirely confirmed because uh, I'd, I'd really like to wait until they publish, uh, I think they're going to set up a website with the VIN numbers of all the cars that are affected. So you can check. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if there are other engines involved, you know, there's already talk of other car makers being involved in this. Um, so we're a little bit worried about it. Not, I, I mean, there are a number of things that there are a number of ways this comes into play. On the one hand, 
I, I'm waiting until Volkswagen publishes a website that they said they're going to set up where you'll be able to check your vehicle identification number. Um, there's always a possibility that there are other cars and other engines that are affected by this because there's there have been some rumors that BMW is also affected and there are suggestions that other car makers around Europe are also have also been playing these dirty tricks. Um, so, yeah, there, there are a couple of issues for us. Will it cost more to run the car because it's less fuel efficient? Um, will the road tax go up? You pay a road tax here based on the amount of CO2 your car emits. Wouldn't it be interesting, Kirk, if we find out that just about all the makers of diesel cars have been pulling shenanigans to make those cars meet emission requirements around the world. Wouldn't that be strange? I shudder to say that it wouldn't really surprise me. Um, if it's that easy to do, then why? So here, here's one, one thing you need to bear in mind is diesels in the U.S. are rare, aren't they? Something like 1.5% of cars? Well, Volkswagen is really the only company that sells a lot of diesels. BMW has some diesel models. Mercedes has. Mercedes used to be the standby with diesels. Like back in the 1980s, before we had the emission problems with diesels, before they had to meet more stringent requirements, it was not uncommon for people to buy a Mercedes diesel. I wasn't one of them. I could afford a Mercedes in those years, how things have changed. But I didn't. Whereas in Europe, they're fairly common. I've owned diesels in the past, in particular in France. I remember when when I bought a diesel Volvo some years back, um, the French car dealers said at the time, 90% of new cars in France were sold as diesels. Now, in a recent article I saw on the web, it said that 75% of cars in France are diesels, but over the year, more and more people have bought diesels because France has an exception that other countries don't have. They tax diesel fuel lower than they tax gasoline. So if you have a diesel car, it's much cheaper to operate. Um, in the UK, it's something like 50% diesel. And again, the main advantage of that is you get better gas mileage. So even if diesel is about the same as gas as it is here, you're still saving money. However, however, if you have to put up with this problem with regard to the emissions requirements and fixing it, enabling the emission controls to work, well, reduces I, your performance or gas economy substantially, that's right. not going to be good. Well, what I understand, that the, the reason why Volkswagen did this is they wanted to market it as being the cleanest car you could get other than out, outside of electric cars. And they wanted it to market it like this in the States because diesels are so unused in the States. And apparently they have a very efficient diesel engine technology um, at Volkswagen. So th- the purpose of this was not so much to provide an economical car, but to be able to say that they were providing an economical car. And remember, you still have to pay more money to buy the car with the diesel engine in the Diesels, U.S. Diesels cost more, and they, they tend to tell you here that you need to drive like more than ten or 15,000 miles a year to make it worthwhile. 
So that's the reason here why it's certainly not as popular. And right now, of course, if you want to buy a Volkswagen today, you go to one of the dealers in the U.S., I bet they'll give credit to anybody. They will sell that car for thousands of dollars less. They will be desperate, desperate for your business. I think Volkswagen is going to be desperate for your business no matter which car you buy. So you might not even want to buy a diesel, but you might want to buy a, a gasoline-powered car. And just, you can't buy the diesel they took them off the market. Okay, because um, the Volkswagen brand is so wounded now that I think they'll be doing anything they can to sell whatever cars they can. Well, there in lies a tale. If I need a car, I should go to the Volkswagen dealer and say, all right, I'm in pretty bad shape. You get me a car. And in particular, the Volkswagen dealers are going to have a lot of used cars, and they may have some used diesels, um, which they'll probably be almost giving away. So they'll say, I'll pay you $200 a month to have it? I doubt they'd give you money like that, but um, it, it, would be, it would be interesting to see what they say, actually. I'd be curious to know how they're, they're actually handling this. I would like to see. Now... In all fairness, sales of Volkswagens were relatively flat in the U.S. in September, partly because this problem hit in the last third of the month. So they did fairly well. This month, I bet those dealers are going to be empty, or maybe bargain hunters will say, you know what? I mean, there's nothing wrong with the car. I just don't buy the diesel version. Yeah, I think, I mean, Volkswagens have a great reputation as being um, reliable and cars that have a long life. And, and from what I understand, people often buy them knowing that they're going to get very good resale value. Um, well, that's going to change. Get, you, well, you won't get resale value on the diesel, but you will get resale value on the, um, on the gasoline cars. And again, it's the brand that's so damaged now that I think it's entirely possible that you'll get some pretty good deals on them. Well, I would sure like to see what they come up with. Yeah, in, in any case, it, it suggests, um, as you said, Aren't they all doing it? And, and it almost makes me wonder how many other things where manufacturers are required to set up devices for testing, um, how many of these things are actually involved cheating? I saw something yesterday. I can't remember the brand. It was talking about TVs um, and the energy ratings for TVs that manufacturers cheat on them as well in order to make their TVs seem more energy efficient. Oh, it's all around the world. No matter where you go, people are cheating. You know, it, I think I really should learn how to run a lot more, you know, just practice running to, to the convenience store with a backpack or something. What, to lose weight? I don't have to lose weight. My weight's like 185 and I'm six foot two. So I think my weight is pretty normal. I mean, just to get around because uh, I don't, can I trust a car? Every car you look at, every car maker has pulled a stunt. General Motors pulled a stunt with those ignition switches that were faulty. Toyota and had unintended Toyota had unintended acceleration issues. Yep. I mean, wherever you go, airbags. How many different makers had airbag problems? We have more problems to discuss and solve, or maybe not. With maybe Kirk McElhern, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners. 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Okay, open your mouth and say, ah. Ah. When your child has a sore throat, you need to know when to get help. The doctor recommended Say Ah Sore Throat Exam is your solution. The scientifically designed oral retractor offers a clear view of the throat, relaxing the tongue and minimizing gag reflex. Compare with a medical grade chart, website, and app. Then you'll know just what to tell your doctor. A wellness plan in your hands in minutes. Go to sayahahnow.com. Sayahnow.com, the new mainstay for every family's first aid kit. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 
You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle, live with Gene Steinberg. You see, we're going to solve the world's problems. We know all the car makers are basically trying to rip you off. We'll never get any car advertising on the Tech Night Out Live again as a result of that comment. But I don't know. I don't know what to do here. I'm looking for a car right now. And I think a Volkswagen might be the one to get. I've had pretty good experiences. You know, one of the best cars I ever had, 2004 Volkswagen Passat, silver with gray interior, gray leather interior, It had the V6 engine. It had real wood fittings inside. It was basically a cheaper version of the Audi A4 of that year. And I don't know why I don't have that car. I just should have kept it till it fell apart. Yeah, so that's another thing. Volkswagen also owns Audi. So you get the the sort of hand-me-downs from Audi down to Volkswagen on the higher end of Volkswagens. And just as you get the hand-me-downs from Volkswagen down to Seat and Skoda over here. Now, I don't think Seat sells in the U.S., and, and probably Skoda doesn't either. But our car would have cost several thousand pounds less than the equivalent Volkswagen new. I'm not sure exactly which Volkswagen model it is. It's the same size and shape and all that. But it really looks a lot like the one we have. Um, your difference is the interior and the equipment and stuff like that. Well, my basic interior requirements are fairly simple. I would like a satellite radio. I would like Bluetooth. Is that enough? Well, they don't have satellite radios here. Our car is too old to have Bluetooth. Um, It's a 2009. So that's the kind that that's around the time when these things are expensive. We don't have like a built in GPS or anything. Well, you know what? I've tried a couple of different cars with Bluetooth and some are really bad. I mean, some you just cannot understand anybody if you're at the other end of the line and somebody's using their bluetooth feature so the audio quality is pretty bad and i've had cheap cars i've had more expensive cars the same thing we need apple to come out with an apple car and let's just talk about that briefly and get on to other stuff very briefly apple car i mean maybe but so one of the things that we saw when the apple watch came out is apple tried to pretend that they were a luxury brand with the gold watch Um, If you notice, um, when Tim Cook and everyone else did the presentation in September, they didn't mention the gold watches at all. And they're still for sale, but I don't think we'll see new gold models. Apple is not comfortable being a luxury brand. Um, If Apple makes a car, it will not be a car in my price range or your price range. It'll be a car to compete with Tesla or whatever, you know, the expensive cars. And I just don't think that makes a lot of sense for Apple to do it. I, I still think... I mean, there are so many um, there are so many rumors that make it seem like it's a done deal, but I still think it makes more sense that Apple's working on internals for the car. You know, the, the stuff that goes in the dashboard, the, the mapping, the, the CarPlay hardware and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just know that I wouldn't be able to afford it. I can't expect Apple to make a car for normal people. Well, you can afford a normal iPhone, but yeah, a car from Apple might be $50,000 minimum. And just to put a contrast, I don't know about the pricing in Europe. In America, the average transaction price of a new car is $33,500. That may seem like a lot, but they're also including SUVs and such. They're not just including... And pickup trucks, and yeah. Sure. A lot of people in Arizona especially get pickup trucks 
And I hate trucks. <laughs> I've, I've never had one of those. Uh, I've never even known anyone who's owned one. Well, I've tried to drive a truck a couple of times when we rented one to carry something. And I can't imagine any more horrible experience other than driving a Ford Fiesta that I rented one time. I hate that car. It's got the most uncomfortable seats I've ever seen. We won't get advertising from Ford either. We won't get out. You won't get advertising from any car makers, but that's okay. They're, they're not. Well, car makers are sort of, they want every demographic, but I'm not sure this is the ideal demographic. But, you know, I grew up in New York City. No one had a pickup or an SUV. SUVs didn't exist back then. My parents who moved to South Carolina, they always had normal cars. They never had an SUV or a pickup. The families had station wagons then. We had a station wagon with those fake wood panels on the side of it. What was that called? It's called sheer ugliness. Yeah, it was It was a Ford something. Ford, Ford, Ford. Well, I can't remember. This was in the 70s. It had the wood things. It had the rails on the top. You know, that real square front, kind of like the old Volvos in the front. It was a pretty common model back in the day. But anyway. That's not the technology that I care about. I totally don't care about cars. We have a Seat and a, a Kia. Um, they're both relatively inexpensive. Um, I would have to make an awful lot more money to want to spend more on a car. Or get a Volkswagen. Even. I, I don't, I mean, I, I did have a nice Volvo um, new some years ago back when I was in France and kept it for, had it for about four years. It's a really nice car. Um, when I got divorced, my ex-wife and I sold the car. Um, I really liked it. It was comfortable. It was nice. Um, it was very fuel efficient. Um, so I did I did appreciate driving a car like that and riding in a car like that, but it's just not that big a deal for me. Okay, I can understand that. I can grok that. All right, let's... I understand that. I can grok that. I won't use that term again. I can understand that. In any case, let's move on to more technology elements. So riddle me this now. You're a site that provides repair materials for people with computing <laughs> yeah. devices. Yep. You do famous teardowns, a new iPhone, a new Samsung Galaxy, a new tablet, anything. You tear it down, you report how easy or difficult it is to fix. You supply tools and repair guides. I mean, you've got a lot of presence. And we discussed this a little bit with Brian Schaffner of the Mac Observer, but I wanted to get your take on it. The head of the company has been a guest on the show, Kyle Weens of iFixit. So they apply to be one of the first developers to get an Apple TV to work on, supposedly so you can build an app for it. So what they do is they tear it down because that's their thing. But rather than wait until they can actually talk about it legally when the product appears... The day it appears, come out with the teardown, they do it now. So what is Apple to do except to say, you can't do that. We're going to pull your app from the App Store, and we're going to cancel your developer account. Tell me he didn't ask for it. Tell me. I think, all due respect, if you're listening, um, you're a fool. You knew this was going to happen. Um, it's one thing to violate an NDA. So, so this, this actually brings up an interesting subject. You know, you and I, we've had developer accounts over the years, and we've always had these non-disclosure agreements that say we can't talk about the software. And a couple of years ago, Apple just basically started ignoring it. Um, previously, we really wouldn't ever talk about 
um, a new operating system when it was in beta. And now everyone's publishing all these how-tos and articles about it. Now, maybe the guy at Mac Fix it thought Apple was going to react the same about hardware. I think he was just a fool. He should have known better. Um, Apple made it very clear in the documents that they sent to the developers who got these Apple TVs that you cannot write about this at all. Um, in my opinion, these are pre-production models that will probably be changed. Um, Apple probably made, let's say, a thousand of them at one point because they needed prototypes. And it's very likely that the, the final release model is going to be slightly different. So they really don't want people looking inside and particularly publishing information about a product that's going to change. I think it's just, you know, they did it for the clicks. Um, it's it's just, yeah, yeah, I, I think iFixit does a wonderful public service. It's funny, the other day I went to see my dentist, and my dentist is a photography buff, and he's got a couple Macs, and he said to me, ooh, you know what I did? I took apart my 2012 iMac, and I put an SSD in it, and wow, it's fast. I said, well, how'd you do that? And he said, well, I went to iFixit. So we all know that they have these great teardown um, tutorials and everything. I've used their stuff over the years, but there's just a limit to what you do to get clicks. And this is... This, this just know. crossed the line, and they will never get anything from Apple ever. Um, I don't think Apple's ever given them anything in the past, but if they have any hope of ever having any relationship with Apple, it's, you know, it's over now. What Kyle Wayne should do, and I suggested this in our previous segment, you can agree or disagree, is write a very impassioned letter of apology to Tim Cook. <laughs> Swear um, on his next 10 heirs' graves that <laughs> he'll never do tone, it again. Given the tone of that blog post, um, I don't think it's worth doing anything. He should just realize that he's made a fool of himself and move on. It sounded flippant. And it I sounded really, more than flippant. It sounded like, you know, a middle finger to Apple. And and that's just, you know, you you are violating a contract that you've signed with a company when you do this. If you buy a, a production model, and, and I know that at times, what do they do? They have people in Australia to get the first models. Let me tell you that story in a moment. Let's do our break. We have Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy. We're talking about the foibles of iFixit and more on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com
Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and bad tweets can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? Reputation.com can protect your good name. Get a free consultation now at 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from reputation.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the last couple of times I had talked to Kyle, we also interviewed one of his co-workers about the teardowns. And it's not just using people in Australia. They fly their people over there. Oh, they fly okay. their people down to be first on the block to buy the new product. And I could see what they could have done with the Apple TV. Do the teardown, prepare everything, and then the day of they buy one when it's released and do a quick comparison, do a quick comparison to make sure it's the same and then get the thing out. They may save a few hours that way. They may have better ideas about what to do with that advanced information, but don't do what they did. I don't know what to say. See, the thing is they don't even need to do that on day one. Their information is for, 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 for people essentially who want to do their own repairs and even repair companies probably use that information. Um, if I understand correctly, the only reason iFixit does this is so they can sell toolkits, right? Do they make any money directly from from, from their tutorials, their teardowns? Absolutely not. Right. So there's there's no need to have this on day one. They're only doing it to get the clicks and to get people to know the brand. And that's fine. That, you know, they're, they're providing a public service. Um, they're making their brand known. And I think that's fine. But violating the NDA of something that's clearly pre-release designed for developers, that's just not right. I, I applied for one. I have a developer account. And when I read afterwards that I wouldn't, because I, I was hoping to get one in advance to be able to write about it, to have something ready for the release date. Um, and when I realized I couldn't, I figured, well, even if I did get one, I'd probably just turn it down because it really makes no sense for me to have it in advance. Now, when it comes to, of course, getting access to pre-release software, now anybody can (laughs) because Apple's public beta is no longer limited to a million people. Anyone can get the software. But you still want to be careful and circumspect because even though you'll have a lot of room to talk about the operating system that you're getting, things will change during the development cycle. I know this and you know this having written books on a new version of the operating system, you'll take screenshots and then you'll have to recheck everything after the release because something changes, something is altered. A feature works a little differently. They throw a curve at you. Well, not throwing you a curve. It's part of the natural development process. So today it's pretty easy to know what's going on. 
So when El Capitan came out on the 30th of September, as promised, there were no surprises because everybody had been talking about it. So we're not hearing a lot of serious problems, although I understand Microsoft Office 2016 has some weird Yeah, they got some weird problems, but that's one thing. But Apple makes the money on the hardware, just obey the rules. Let's go looking into some other stuff here. And we haven't talked about it for a while. But this week, the 90-day free trial on the first people who signed up for Apple Music expired. As many people did on June 30th, I signed up for a 90-day free trial. And then on September 29th, I canceled Auto Renew. Because I realized after the first month, I hadn't used it. What's your take? Well, on September 30th, I got my email saying that I was billed for the first month. Um, I'm not using it a lot, but I write about it, so I'm going to have to pay for it. It's, you know, the biggest problem is that I can't merge it with my iTunes library because, as we discussed some months ago, it caused so much damage to my iTunes library that I don't dare turn on an iCloud Music library. And, and that was the one thing I was looking forward to. Um, the ability to easily switch between what I own and what I'm renting. Um, so what I do is I have it running on my MacBook, which is always on my desk, and I use Airfoil speakers, um, which is a rogue Amoeba app that makes a Mac into an AirPlay target. So I can control it on my MacBook and play the music through my Mac, which is connected to a stereo and all that. But it's not on my iPhone. I only have it on an iPod Touch, which I use sometimes in the bedroom, um, to stream to an AirPlay speaker in there. So I can't use it outside. I can't download anything for offline use um, on my iPhone. Um, So I'm really only using it halfway. It's the same as iTunes Match. I've never used it a lot, but that's only $25 a year. You know, now I'm going to be paying another $120 a year for Apple Music, even though I'm not going to use it very much. Uh, if, If I didn't write about it, I wouldn't be paying for it. I'm going to write about it, but I'm not going to pay for something I don't use. I don't care. Well, I see, I write about it every week with all the iTunes stuff I do. And, you know, the Ask the iTunes Guy column I write on the Macworld website, I get lots of questions about it. So I will need access um, over time to be able to write about it. Well, of course. No, we understand it's part of the business. It's a legitimate business deduction. But I don't want to push things too far. I just can't find... A reason to keep it. I love music, but when you reach a point where you're not using a feature for weeks on I end. I totally understand. And so Apple is probably not going to come out with any numbers. However, Eddie Q, um, in an interview he gave to a British newspaper the other day, said something to the effect of that we're not worried about the short-term numbers, we're in it for the long term. That's what a company says when the numbers are really disappointing. The, the rumors are talking about 15 million users and fewer than half of them potentially paying after the trial period ended. I don't know if we'll ever know realistically or if we do how long until we have a better idea. One of the things that Apple was hoping to do, in fact, one of the things the music industry was hoping Apple would do was turn a lot of consumers into streaming music subscribers. And the, the, the feeling I'm getting from people I'm talking to is that this isn't happening that you've really only got a small percentage of people who are willing to pay to stream music. The others either don't care enough about music or have large music collections. 
Well, as they say, they're in it for the long haul. From what Eddie Q said, I expect those early numbers aren't that great. Now, they reported the first month, what, 11 million people had signed up for free trials. And we assume that they've continued ordering it. But I bet that the numbers now are probably less than 7 million. What do you think? I, I, I don't want to speculate on a, on a precise number because we have no, no way of knowing. Um, one thing worth noting, uh, there's a company called Deezer that runs a streaming service over here. And some phone companies bundle it with their cell phone packages. Um, a recent survey showed that 50% of people who have access to the service didn't use it in the past month. Now, this is something that you're technically not paying for, that when you've got a given contract, it's my cell phone provider offers this, but not with my plan. Um, so this shows that 50% of the people who have access to this don't even care enough to use it, even though it's free. And with this plan, I think you don't pay for the bandwidth when you're streaming music. So if it doesn't affect your data plan, that's like, it's literally a free lunch, and 50% of people aren't using it at all. Well... Obviously, we don't know how those stats work for Spotify. Remember, Spotify has been around, what, seven or eight years, and they built up a roster of 20 million. So expecting Apple to come up with 20 million in three months is crazy. Now, by the end of the year, Apple ought to have something credible, 10, 15 million at least. Otherwise, this thing is not going to be considered too much of a success. It's hard to compare with the Spotify number because they were the first streaming music company that really started reaching critical mass. Um, They've only been in the States for a couple of years. They started out in Norway and then Scandinavia, then the rest of Europe. Um, And a lot of what has been happening over the years is an awareness that streaming music services exist. Um, You would have asked people five years ago, most people who weren't real music fans didn't know about this. Um, and so this is one of the things that Apple was hoping to, to make people realize that, yes, it's worth paying 10 bucks a month to get, you know, uh, access to all the music you want. Um, it seems, however, and I linked this an article on my website for a few weeks ago, um, a survey showed that only a survey showed 78 percent of people in the United States were not willing to pay for a streaming music service. Now, out of the 22 other percent, they weren't definitely willing to pay either. I mean, the point is the music industry sees this as a solution to a problem of declining sales. But when you consider that 80% of people don't care enough about music to pay for it in any way, um, it's hard to see how this is going to make a big change. We'll explore more about Apple Music and its potential. With Kirk McElhern, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MaxSales.com. That's MaxSales.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. 
the site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Does being over 40 make you feel like half the man you used to be? You feel more tired, out of shape, not in the mood like you used to be? Thanks to an exclusive formula, you can help boost testosterone levels safely and naturally. Introducing Ageless Male, a life-changing supplement for men tested to help increase testosterone levels. You'll notice a boost in your energy levels, workouts work, sex life improves. It's like a light switch goes on. Try Ageless Male risk-free. If you would like to experience what taking Ageless Male can feel like, Support for healthy, normal testosterone levels, healthy energy, and increased performance, and more romance when you want it. Call 1-800-327-4821. That's 1-800-327-4821. 800-327-4821. 800-327-4821. That's 1-800-327-4821. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Hi, this is Walt Augustinowitz. I'm the founder and CEO of ID Stronghold. By now you've heard our commercials about wallets that protect you from electronic pickpocketing. Ten years ago, I created a way to protect my own cards from prying eyes after government officials started talking about issuing a national ID card with a built-in radio chip called RFID. I felt having to broadcast my personal information was an invasion of privacy. Soon after, it was also announced that credit cards, debit cards, U.S. passports, hotel room keys, and even transit passes would all soon incorporate RFID. It was then I formed ID Stronghold to share my inventions in blocking RFID signals with the world. There are a lot of misconceptions out there today about RFID. I encourage everyone to get informed and get protected. Please go to IDStronghold.com and get the facts and the wallet, sleeves, or badge holders you need to protect your personal financial data. You'll be pleasantly surprised that through our direct sales model, you won't pay more than other comparable unprotected wallets. It is as though the protection is free. Visit IDStronghold.com today. Turn on the news and you'll hear stories of natural disasters, political unrest, and financial crisis. In times of uncertainty, how will you take care of your family's most basic needs? Food Insurance, America's most trusted provider of freeze-dried emergency food, has solutions that fit your family's needs and budget. Our meals are delicious, nutritious, and come with a guaranteed 25-year shelf life. For a limited time, we are sending a free freeze-dried meal to all listeners of this program. Go to foodinsurance.com and request your free meal today. That's foodinsurance.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. 
So what you're saying here is, with so many people who do not want to just rent music, it's hard to see where this is going to go. But then even if 15 or 20% of the people do, that's a lot of numbers, especially for Apple, on the long haul. And once again, even if most people would prefer to buy music, with numbers declining, if you can pick up the gap this way, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. But for this to have a larger uptake, I think it needs a couple of things. First, $10 a month doesn't seem like a lot. But you pay that for Netflix. What do you pay? $8 a month in the States for Netflix? It's only two cups of coffee at Starbucks. But hey, I don't buy coffee at Starbucks. It wouldn't hurt me. $10 a month on an average salary doesn't hurt you. But when you add up all the subscriptions that people have, um, it just looks like one that's expendable. I think streaming music services will take off when you get bundled plans so you get a cell phone plan that includes a subscription to Apple Music or whatever, or Spotify or whatever. But then you've got another issue of the fact that your data plan might prevent you from really using it too much. So if you've only got a small amount of data per month and you eat this up listening to, I don't know, a dozen albums, then you really have no desire to pay $10 a month to use up all your data. So part of the problem is the cost. Part of the problem is the, what would you call it, second-level cost of the data itself. Um, and and I think the third problem is that the Apple Music interface isn't very well designed. Um, it's a little bit easier to use in iTunes than it is in iOS, but it's really not very intuitive. And this isn't making it easy for people to adopt. Well, one hopes, of course, or would have hoped that Apple would have worked on the interface and fixed the problems during this trial period for Apple Music, but it really hasn't changed that much, has it? No, it hasn't. Um, it, it's confusing. It's complicated. It's it's not clear what's yours and what's not. And of course, this is intended. It's not that easy to find things. You can't go from the store to Apple Music, for instance. So if you're browsing what's new in the store and you want to um, stream an album instead, obviously they want you to buy it and not stream it in that case. But you can't get from the store to Apple Music without doing a manual search. It's just too many buttons on the music app and in in iOS, and it's just not easy to use. And so add to that, there was an interview with um, Zane Lowe a few days ago, who basically said something to the effect he's not sure that Beats 1 is going to last. His wording was extremely strange. He didn't sound like someone who was happy in his job. I'm not sure how successful Beats 1 is in terms of you know, how many people actually listen to it. Uh, personally, I don't. It's not the kind of music I listen to. I, I would love for Apple to have Beats 2 and Beats 3 and Beats 4, 5, 6. And, and I think they will over time. Otherwise, they wouldn't have called it Beats 1. But for now, it doesn't seem like that is very convincing either. I had never heard of Zane Lowe before. But from what I'm told, he was able on the BBC to play what he wanted with absolutely no control, no commercials, because, you know, publicly funded. And here he goes to Apple Music, and he's got to play, at least part of what he plays is dictated from above because of the marketing department. You know, here's the hits, you've got to play them. And that's not how he worked before, apparently. Well, that's so he, the way normal radio works. Normally, you have a right. disc jockey, you give the disc jockey a playlist, they follow the playlist. I know that, I've been through that routine. Sure, but that's not the way he worked. He had the flexibility to play, sure, he had to play some of the hits, but he was able to play music that he would discover, which 
apparently is what made his show very interesting. Um, again, he was on a non-commercial radio station, so he had no one to answer to. As long as people were listening, that's all they needed. He didn't have to play specific songs in order to make the marketing department happy. Well, okay then. Let's move on. Let's get past Apple Music since you're not nuts about it and I don't have it anymore. iPhone 6S. Did you finally break down and buy one? Yeah, and and I said on on this show a few weeks ago that I wasn't going to. It turns out that I, I realized that I'm two years behind. And since I write about this stuff, that's just too much. Um, so I did buy a 6S, not the 6S Plus, 128 gigs black. It's big. I still can't get used to the size compared to the 5S. They're both on my desk right now, and I'm looking at them. It's heavy. It's 42 grams um, heavier than my 5S. There are all sorts of advantages to it. I mean, okay, the bigger display is a little bit bigger. I was doing a New York Times crossword puzzle earlier today, and the 6S compared to the 5S, you know, it's about, what, 15% wider, 10% wider? So, you know, it makes things like that easier. But I'm not finding a whole lot of advantages to this over the 5S. It's faster. The display is nicer. I don't really care too much about the camera. The force touch feature is interesting. Uh, I'm waiting for more apps to adopt it. For now, only Apple apps have this. There's a couple of third-party apps that use it. I'd also like to see some programmable actions in it. So, for instance, if I force touch on the music app, it offers to play Beats 1 or to search. Now, I will never play Beats 1, so I'd like to be able to change that to, say, Shuffle All, which is something I use when I go out walking, um, or play a specific playlist. I'd like this to be programmable. As of now, it's extremely limited as to what I can do with it. It's version 1.0 of 3D Touch, so I assume... Understandable. Sure. Understandable. And again, most third-party apps don't offer anything yet. Um, There are a handful that do... Um, the only one I think I use is Dropbox and I don't even remember what it does, but it's nothing that makes it worth using for me. Um, it, it's an interesting technology, uh, but you know, we, we need to wait. I, I, I like to talk about it like a right click for, for iOS. Um, and I think over time it could be better. What would be really nice is that you tap and hold a folder and you get a list of the apps in the folder to launch them. That would be nice. But for now, it's, you know, it's what it is. Live photos, um, totally useless. Um, All due respect, Apple. But um, I have a bit of a tremor. So here's what I see on a live photo. Tremor, 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 12 frames or 15 frames per second. Nice still photo. Tremor, tremor, tremor at 15 frames per second. So I've tried taking pictures of Titus the cat and he doesn't usually stay still when I'm taking pictures of him, but it, it's really uninteresting, um, this live photo thing. You can also only see them on certain devices. So uh, on a 6S or a 6S Plus, you have to force touch the photo to see it. You can see it in the Photos app um, on the Mac by clicking a little button, but I, it's just a gimmick. Welcome to the world of fluff. But it's nothing new that there's fluff in things like this. Um, but I, I just, even during the presentation, I didn't think this, I didn't get the point of it to get a photo with a little bit of movement before and after. Okay. But basically they'll work if you have people who are standing still. If something's moving, it's problematic because that 15 frames a second looks pretty jumpy. 
Um, if you got people standing still, you might get them moving as they get into position to start smiling for your photo, that kind of thing. Um, but don't expect to use this for anything that has any movement in it at all. It's one of these silly things you play with for a little while and then you give it up. Let's not give up on Kirk McElhern because there's two more segments on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Okay, open your mouth and say, ah. Ah. When your child has a sore throat, you need to know when to get help. The doctor recommended Say Ah Sore Throat Exam is your solution. The scientifically designed oral retractor offers a clear view of the throat, relaxing the tongue and minimizing gag reflex. Compare with a medical grade chart, website, and app. Then you'll know just what to tell your doctor. A wellness plan in your hands in minutes. Go to sayahhnow.com. Sayahnow.com, the new mainstay for every family's first aid kit. Atmospheric aluminum, mercury exposure, estrogen toxins from plastics, microwaves from cell phones and smart meters, and low-quality foods all combine to create conditions for the very high incidence of disease in our society. Now more than ever, we all need to be consuming those foods and herbs that epigenetically signal the cells of our body to produce energy, create proteins, and detoxify. When we properly support our bodies, then even in these toxic times, we can promote and achieve excellent health. One World Way is the first energetically encoded whey protein food derived from Amish pastured cows on the U.S. market. After three and a half years, we've heard miracles occur for so many people. One World Way has a track record of promoting detoxification, improvement in elimination, and improvements in energy, skin quality, and elimination of inflammation. One World Way is formulated to mirror the macronutrient ratios found in mother's milk. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs 
and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. We have Kirk McElhern, and we're talking about his iPhone 6S. So did you get the 64 gigabyte version? I got the 128 because my 5S had 64 gigs and it was it was full. I was always having to shunt out some of my music to put newer music on it. So I've got about 30 gigs free now. Uh, and it's not my entire music library, but I've been slowly adding things. Uh, one thing I noticed that Apple didn't say anything about is files seem to sync to the 6S much, much faster. And I wonder if it's not USB 3 inside instead of USB 2. And, and I've confirmed this with other people who have the success who also noticed that uh, syncing and restoring is an awful lot faster than before. Well, I'll have to consider that when I get a hold of an iPhone success and see what's going on. At least you didn't go for the 6S Plus. That would have really made you sound like a hypocrite. I can understand the compromise here because you had to get something new. But shouldn't Apple really consider catering to people who don't want the bigger phones? There's got to be tens of millions, hundreds of millions out there. Yeah, that, that's what I think. When you consider women with smaller hands or children, teenagers, you know, people for whom this phone is big, I hope that the iPhone 7 comes in a smaller version, a four-inch version like the 5S. One of the problems is that Apple is always trying to limit the number of products they sell, but by doing so, if, if you look at what they sell now, they sell the 6S, the 6S Plus, the 6 and the 6 Plus, and the 5S. So on the one hand, they've limited each each product line, the 6 and the 6S, but they've got three different models that they're selling. Why not have two different models if you want the new one and the slightly older one and have the two sizes? When, when you look at the iPad product line, it's iPad Pro, okay, not out yet. iPad Air 2, iPad Air, iPad Mini 4, and iPad Mini 2. That's really confusing. I don't understand why they've got two models of each iPad other than the Pro. Interesting about the iPhone 6S, and that is that I've been reading benchmarks, these Geekbench benchmarks everybody publishes now because we no longer have special Macworld benchmarks or anything. Yep. And they show benchmarks that appear to match the new 12-inch MacBook and a MacBook Air of two or three years ago. So we're talking here about obviously an understressed processor on a mobile device because they want to get maximum battery life out of it. And they're coming up with desktop level specs. So at what point does Apple reach that they could produce better performance than Intel chip on their A-series chips? Yeah, it's. I, I don't know what we need all that processing power for in a phone 
I guess games are the only apps that really require it. Um, it is kind of surprising when you see the benchmarks and compare it to a, a, a laptop. I, I mean, the iPhone success is very fast. Um, Touch ID is actually too fast because you can no longer press the home button to look at the lock screen where your notifications are anymore. I, I really wonder what the point is of having such a fast processor, considering that your battery life is going to be somewhat affected by the processor. Well, you know what's funny here? According to the iFixit teardowns, the battery is slightly smaller, but battery yeah. life is about the same, maybe a little longer because of iOS 9 and the advantages. And then you have to look at, for example, the souped-up version of that processor, the A9X, it's going to be in the iPad Pro. And I wonder what that's going to measure. Yes, yeah. And so the iPad Pro with a much bigger display, much more potentially graphic-intensive apps certainly needs that processor. And maybe it's just cheaper for Apple to use a faster processor than to have a separate processor for the iPhone and for the iPad Pro. Who knows? Well, I guess the people who think that Apple might eventually run Macs on A-series processors may have something to argue about here. That's possible. Um, one thing to note is that Tim Cook said in an interview, I don't remember his exact words, but he made it very clear that iOS will not run on Macs in the foreseeable future, that there will always be a difference between the two. That's a little bit reassuring because, you know, over the years we've talked about the sort of dumbing down of iOS. You know, we don't have access to the file system, things like that. Um, I really wouldn't like to see that on a computer. I think what's going to happen is that fewer and fewer people will need computers because your iPad, your tablet does most of what you want. Um, but I think that that shouldn't affect what computers can do. And, and it's reassuring that um, Tim Cook seems to have made that clear. But still, having that level of performance gives you a lot of options. It does. Um, I, I kind of wonder if, is there some way that, you can offload the processing demands of something else onto the phone. So could your iPhone hold your home folder and do the processing for a Mac? I don't think so. Your, your input-output channel would probably be too slow for anything like that. Um, I, I, again, other than games, there's not a lot on an iPhone that really needs it. I mean, what do I do? Um, I read the news. I check email and Twitter. I do crossword puzzles. Um, I use a few apps. There's absolutely nothing that taxes the processor at all. Um, again, I'm not I'm not a gamer playing these games with like intensive graphics, but I can't see in my usage uh, the iPhone 5s was certainly fast enough. I mean, I see that the 6s is more responsive. It is clearly faster, but it, it doesn't really affect what I do. Stop playing those games, sir. Well, the only games I play are like, I'm, I'm into word games, and, and that's about it. I play backgammon sometimes, um, things like that. I'm not into, uh, you know, twitchy games. I think at this point, as long as Apple now knows they can just boost performance to incredible levels and they haven't reached the potential, perhaps, of their chips, concentrate on getting better battery life. Because all they've done is keep battery life about the same from the 6 to 6S. Very similar. Not much of a difference. They use smaller batteries, so more power efficiencies. But we'd like to see some way, maybe we can have double battery life? Uh, I'm definitely seeing a big improvement over the 5S in terms of battery life. Well, that we know. But, the the 6 right, had better battery right, life than but, the 5S. 
there are two things going on. The 5S had shorter battery life to start with, and my phone is two years old, so the battery doesn't last as long. Um, I was not making it through a full day many days, um, and forget about it. If I'm in the car using maps or something, that killed the battery. You could kill 50% of the battery in an hour using maps. Um, and that's not happening in with the 6S. Um, maps still use a lot of power, but much less in an overall percentage than with the 5S. So that uh, I would like to see the ability to get, what do they say, 10 hours? I'd like to see that go up to 16 hours. So when you do need to use the battery intensively, in particular maps is one example, um, you won't lose that much time. Uh, you, you'll still make it through to the end of the day. What I've noticed with the iPhone 6 is that it stays at 100% longer, and I'm using iOS 9 now. I don't have a situation here where by evening I have to charge it again if yeah. I'm using it heavily. And yeah. that's a good thing. So I think for most people, the battery life is satisfactory. Certainly customers don't seem to worry about it. You know, it seems that they're just lapping up these things, so it's okay. But let's go to iOS 9. Apple got two quick updates out of the way. Mm -hmm. And none of them bricked your phone. So they did better than last year. We had a 9.0.1 and 9.0.2. And to me, it seems everything is pretty good. What about you? Um, I've had a couple of issues where my phone is sort of restarted spontaneously. I've Um, heard of that with the iPhone 6S, yes. And there's another issue where certain apps display zoomed and they're, they're sort of cut off. So for instance, let's see, if I open Wallet... Um, the text on the left and the right does is cut off. So it starts with keep your boarding passes and it's cut off for me in the middle of the first E and keep. Um, apparently this is a known bug with certain apps. If you update, if you got an iPhone 6S and restored it from a backup from a 5S, apparently, this is what I've been reading. Let's get more into that in our final segment with Kirk McElhern. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com 
Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zarelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-0937. That's 800-261-0937. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Virtually anyone can hack your cell phone and track your calls, your texts, your emails, your every movement, but only if they can detect a signal. Stay one step ahead of hackers and Big Brother with a Block It Pocket, a custom-made pocket infused with pure silver that creates a complete Faraday enclosure for your cell phone. For free shipping to the lower 48, visit BlockItPocket.com or call 888-315-9618, BlockItPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So let me paint that picture here. There's some kind of weird zooming problem with some apps. If you restored your iPhone 6S, or I guess 6S Plus 2, from an iPhone 5S, the ones with the smaller displays. So that's where things are happening and things are going wrong, right? Yeah, but the display size shouldn't affect it. It's an app that's displaying incorrectly. It's not because the previous phone was a different display size. It should change the way it displays now. But apparently there must be some sort of setting that got carried over. I don't really understand it, but it is kind of weird. 
I don't remember exactly all the apps that are affected, but I just I did see it in Wallet from day one, um, and and I've heard there are several Apple apps where this um, with this funny zoom display. So so it kind of looks like it's hard to describe. It looks like it's zoomed for it not zoomed for the success plus, but zoomed for something slightly bigger than this. And I wonder if there's not another screen size. The whatever the display framework is, it has a number of screen sizes for all the different Apple devices. I wonder if there's not another screen size in between that doesn't yet exist on a phone, but that's built into iOS. And I thought it was just me until I read something on the web where a number of people are having this problem. It kind of reassures me that I'm not the only one. Well, there is an iOS 9.1 beta. If you want to sacrifice, obviously there's yeah. a way to restore it. It's kind of tricky. You can restore yeah, it back to 9.0.2. But if you yeah. want to try it, there it is. No, I don't do that. I, I do run um, betas on my iPod Touch, which I actually bought for that purpose. And, and I'm running the 9.1 beta on that device, but I would never put that on my phone. That's just too dangerous. I did on my phone, the iOS 9 betas. The first time I tried it, I said, you know, it's not ready yet. And I restored it. And it's tricky to restore because you got to get a hold somewhere of the disk image file. Yeah. Of the previous version of the operating system. Grab that, keep it at bay, and then kind of option restore Yep. Your phone. I mean, it's doable. And I'm sure if Apple had to deal with this on a customer support basis, they'd find a way to get you that file too. Yeah, but they don't. And you don't get that kind of support. If you're out there and you're in the public beta program and you're listening, you know, it's really not a good idea to put your main device on beta software. It's risky. I mean, uh, it's the same with my Macs. I have a, a MacBook that I bought, what, a couple months ago. I put El Capitan on it. I guess the last release before the GM came out, and then I installed the GM. And I didn't install it on my iMac until the day of release because I really wasn't confident enough. I didn't want to take any chances. But I, I didn't have any problem running it even with the last, like the sixth or the eighth release um, on the MacBook. And I haven't had any problems at all on the, the iMac with El Capitan. It's one of those releases where not a lot's changed. Things are probably a lot more stable. There are, there are some minor changes. In fact, I wrote an article for Macworld about the changes in mission control and spaces, and there are some changes there, and Spotlight's different. But it's been very stable. I haven't had any issues. Um, I, I'll tell you what I love is these pin tabs in Safari. There are a number of tabs I keep, in all the, keep open all the time. My website, my accounting, Evernote, Todoist, which is my to-do list, you know, when they were taking up a full tab, they make it hard to read the tab bar. And now they're just little icons. And I've got about eight tabs that are pinned that I can access all the time. And I find this a real improvement um, on Safari. Overall, my experiences with it have been pretty good. I haven't bothered playing with notes except for testing because I never use notes. There you go. Yeah. I think mail is somewhat faster, though it tends to stall out every so often with large mailboxes. It just freezes up for a few seconds, and then it gets back working. And I know somebody else who happens to be a Mac developer who is running into the same problem, and he also has pretty large mailboxes. Overall, nothing has crashed. The only thing I found, which is weirdly weird, is that sometimes, and I see it when we're doing an interview, the sound disappears. It stops playing. I'm using well, ex external Bose speakers. I have to restart the computer to get the sound back, unless you know of some other way to do it. 
No, and and we had a problem before we started recording where my sound wasn't good, so we're recording through my internal microphone. And this is the same microphone that I use for other podcasts that I've never had a problem with. It's uh, To be fair, I've had this problem when recording this show, but never any other shows. So I think there's some bad vibes going on between you and me here. And we've had the problem on different iMacs. Yep, different, different ISPs, different yep. versions of Skype, really weird. I actually think what you should do is go get yourself a standard headset and get yourself a blue mic, like a blue Yeti. There's nothing wrong with my microphone. In fact, my microphone is far better than a blue mic. It's a mic that's designed specifically for speech recognition, so it has better ambient uh, noise reduction, but I turn that noise reduction off when I'm recording something for a podcast, for, for instance, when I'm not dictating. I use it with Dragon Dictate regularly, but I use it for podcasts and it sounds really good. The person who edits the podcast that I'm on, The Committed, tells me it's the best mic he's heard and it's better than the other two hosts who both use, not Yetis, what's the other big, tall blue microphone? Is that the Yeti? The tall one? The tall one is the Yeti. We have a Yeti yeah. Pro. That's what I use. And the Yeti Pro can work analog, so it's hooked up to an outboard mixer. My co-host on the Paranormal Show, he has a Yeti because it's direct. I don't like the Yeti hooked in directly by USB because the mute switch is noisy. And it's not instant. There's a delay. So I don't like it that way. And as a matter of fact, that's what I don't like about some of these third-party USB mics, they don't have mute switches. I don't understand why. Why go through a hoop? Now, if I'm hooking it up to an outboard mixer using the analog connector, then I've got volume control, so I could just kick it to zero when I want to turn off the mic. It's a lot easier. But I don't know why we're even talking about that. But we know at least to get back to your iPhone 6S, you will be keeping it, and maybe next year you'll buy an iPhone 7. But if Apple comes out with a 4-inch version, with a 4-inch display... For the iPhone 7, like a 7C or something. Maybe that's the one you'll buy. Yep. Um, I would much prefer the smaller one. Uh, Smaller, wider. There's nothing I do that really benefits that much from the larger display. And I agree with a 6. It's a little difficult to pull in and out of my pants packet. I wear normal size jeans, normal cut jeans, pretty much all the time. Not because of my name, but just it's how I dress. And it's a little difficult to grab that thing out. And it was a little bit easier with the iPhone 5S. I mm-hmm. cannot imagine buying the phablet. I can't imagine it. But I realize a lot of people do, and a lot of people are buying those things instead of tablets. Yeah, I think it's a good compromise. If you always walk around with a briefcase or if you're a woman with a purse, for instance, I think it's actually quite practical. Uh, I know someone who moves, who travels a lot in his work, he consults for a, a number of companies. And he said to me recently that what he's probably going to do is buy himself either an iPad mini or an iPad Air with cellular access and just buy burners to use for phones. He said he makes so few phone calls that it's really not worth having an iPhone, whereas he can do so much more of his work on an iPad as long as he has data access. So he'll just buy like 20 pound phones that just make phone calls and use them for the phone and do everything else on the iPad. That actually makes a lot more sense. If you can get a data plan for an iPad mini that's cheap enough, I mean, how many phone calls do you make on a given week? You know what? We'll have to answer that during our next segment together. Okay. Kirk McElhern, please tell our listeners where they can find more of your stuff. 
You can find me at Kirkville. That's my website. It's www.mackelhern.com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com. And you can find me over at Macworld, where I am the iTunes guy, and I write about all sorts of other things. On Twitter, we're Tech Night Owl. We also have another radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night called The Paracast at Paracast.com. And on Paracast.com this week, we'll be talking to Stan Gordon from Pennsylvania. Stan Gordon is a investigator of all things unusual from Pennsylvania. Lots of fascinating stories. We also have Tech Night Owl Plus for you to check out at plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. We offer four rate packages, $5 a month, $50 a year, $175 for five years. And for the rest of my life, it's $300. Lifetime subscription. Get the ad-free version of this show. And within days, you'll get your Tech Night Owl Minute exclusively for subscribers of Tech Night Owl Plus at plus.technightowl.com. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me once again. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.